Welcome aboard the My Cigar Pack Podcast Express for episode 14. Aboard the Express is Martin Amaya's Cigar Reviews. This YouTube bro has been in the game for three years now, and he's also collaborated with us to uh, have a sampler on the site, on Cigar Yard, that is. Uh, so join us, because it's going to be a lot of fun. Martin, how are you feeling? What's going on, everybody? It is Martina Maya. Oh, wait, this is not my channel. I'm sorry. What's going on, Mac? <laughs> <laughs> yep, I'm Mac. That's my thing. Uh, not to be confused. We, we do look a little bit alike. So much alike. You can, you can... We're, we're, we're different shades of brown, but we're, we're still brown. <laughs> <laughs> you know, actually, uh, I'm more so uh, Levantine than than Hispanic. My uh, my ancestors are are... Yes, my name is in Spanish, but that's just like one-fourth of my ancestry most of it is levantine so uh so basically the levant is basically north of the arab peninsula south of turkey and russia and all that where lebanon is okay. yeah where lebanon okay. is right now. yeah so yeah uh different shade of sure brown for from, sure <laughs> you think you're not from uh what is it kazakhstan no, it's so like Mr. Borat. That, <laughs> that's very much to the east, but uh, you know, ethnically, there might be uh, a little bit going on there. Yeah, so I might got a, I might have a little bit of Borat. <laughs> no, <laughs> I have no idea what I'm gonna cut this. Wait, hold up, gotta put product showcase mode on on this little camera thing. But I have no idea what to cut this uh, La Hacienda first growth with. What are you smoking while I figure out what to cut that with? I've got um, the very last cigar that was available in the Quorum sampler from my cigar pack. Um, this thing was part of the Factory Direct uh, Volume 17. Um, can't believe we've been doing this for so long. I mean, but these cigars were freaking delicious. And uh, I think this cigar in the Toro, which was the Habano Toro, was my absolute favorite cigar in that pack. Which surprisingly was not the one that I actually reviewed. <laughs> well, and you're smoking it here now. Oh. Found something to cut with. Maybe a little overkill. Oh, but <laughs> maybe a little overkill, but it does the job just fine. These are Bark River knives. They don't, they don't sponsor this, but they are such amazing knives. Uh, perfect cut. No guillotine can do been, that. I've recently gotten into knives, but I don't like... I just like that it's sharp. I mean, not necessarily the brand or who makes it. As long as it's sharp and it cuts, I like it. Yeah, that's the whole point <laughs> of a knife. Now, the cool thing about uh, getting into knives and figuring out how they're different is that you realize that geometry cuts, but steel says how long or how long for. So, and now, now you're going to get into, okay, so do I want this steel or that steel? Then you get into the handle materials. Do you like something natural, something synthetic? And then you just become a knife nut and all of a sudden you're 25 knives deep. $2,000 set back, but you're, you, but you're happy about it. <laughs> I don't know about all that. I mean, cigar, the cigar game is a little, uh, it's a little pricey in its own. Uh, I mean, luxuries do have their, you know, they do have a price. Uh, but the, right. I, I, as you can tell, like, look at this sheath. I've taken this thing up and down and around the block. This knife is beat to hell. Uh, but I love it. I've, I've gotten, I don't remember how much I spent on it. Pretty penny, right? But, uh, 
it's been worth it for me. So at the end of the day, nothing's too expensive if it's worth it for you, is it? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's, as long as it serves its purpose and you like using it all the time and you use it pretty much for everything, it serves its purpose and it does its job. Now, I want to ask you a question, Martin. Are you here to be interviewed? I'm here to talk to Mac, the media bro. Oh, well, if you check out my Instagram, I'm the my, my Cigar Packs marketing bro, but de facto media bro, yeah. I do more media work. If you see something cool on the YouTube channel, uh, chances are that uh, I sprinkled it with my magic touch because that's how it works. It's good because I made it, not because I made it. <laughs> I'm just, no. That's not how that's not how quality works. That's not how quality works. And you should listen to that because the cigar industry is full of people who will say otherwise. Uh, but in any case, uh, I'm, as I mentioned earlier, I'm smoking a warped La Hacienda first growth. Tiny cigar that packs a lot of flavor in a tiny package. You're smoking one of the factory direct quantums uh, from January from January. And uh, you're loving yep. that, aren't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Awesome. And uh, this episode with Martin is all about learning what it's like to be a YouTube cigar bro. And uh, the inaugural interview question from any respectable interviewer would be, which animal would make the best type of president if the animal kingdom ever rises up and takes over? Tiger. Tiger. It is the year of the Tiger. tiger. So yeah, I was born on the year of tiger. So like the tiger is like my spirit animal. Okay. I don't know what it is. It's just and I'm not even I'm not even really into cats like big cats, but the tiger is just a fucking awesome animal. You know what? I'll give it to you. You because tigers they, they roar, don't they? They're the ones that roar. I think so. They don't. don't, they, I, don't I really don't know. Uh, you're not a tiger, bro. <laughs> I really don't. Even Caught know, you bro. dead in your track. That was a trick question. Lions roar. Tigers meow. Oh, there you go. Lions <laughs> growl, don't they? I don't even fucking know. All right. So that, that question probably won't break the internet. But if you were to come to the, to the, if you were to hypothesize something that would break the internet, what would that be? I got you both times. Yeah, I think you did. Did you know, this might break the internet, did you know that Texas, the great state of Texas, has frozen over, well, I, I was going to say this year, but no, it hasn't really frozen over. It's just pretty fucking cold here in Texas. I don't know if you know that, but it gets, it gets down to the teens sometimes. In Celsius, anyway. Um, I mean, uh, Fahrenheit. Um, it's it's about 23 degrees here in Texas right now. And um, we just got, uh, last night we had a, uh, like, freezing rain. And uh, now the ice is, uh, the roads are very icy and slippery. And as you can, as you can see, I'm kind of sitting in a parking lot here. Um, but, um, yeah, Texas is really fucking cold right now. What, are, what is it over there? Is it, is it pretty oh, warm? Oh, it's pretty... horrible. We have 76 degree weather. It's so hot. I can't stand <laughs> it. Arr. Oh, 
my camera had overheating issues because my my room's a hot box. Uh, right now. Are you hot box? <laughs> it's it, it currently is a hot box because we're shooting the podcast. Plenty there's plenty of room in the room, fortunately. So it's not like. What do you keep your green cigar yard packs? What? Talk about hot boxing. What do you keep in your green cigar yard packs? <laughs> Cigars. <laughs> well, by hot boxing, you know exactly what I mean. It, there's just no way out for the smoke. Fortunately, there's plenty of room for the air to go, but uh, I had to close my window because it's raining. And uh, I don't usually uh, smoke with the uh, window closed, but it had to be done this time around. I think I'm going to get an, an extractor installed in here. It might be necessary. Is there, uh, is there a lot of humidity in the yeah. VR? It's like humidity o'clock all the time. We have two... Although, although, we're in the dry season, right? So you might think that there are four seasons in the world, but that's not entirely true. In the tropics, um, first of all, right in the equator, you pretty much have one season year-round because climate doesn't change all that much. But... In the tropics, right. you have humid season and dry season. And that doesn't mean dry season is dry necessarily. It just means it's less humid. Sometimes it is dry. Right now, we're in the dry season. So that's one of the reasons temperatures even drop but don't feel uh, too, too cold. Because there's less humidity in the air, which is odd because it's raining outside. It's 100% humidity now. Uh, but usually... It gets a lot more chilly here, even though the temperature doesn't drop too much, uh, especially compared to the rest of the year. It's just not enough humidity in the air to make you feel that cold uh, or to hold any warmth, if that makes sense. So what you do is you have pretty chilly nights sense. and still warm days, which is, and now, now you get an idea. There's, there's not enough moisture in the air to retain the temperature uh, that you had at the hottest or coldest point. It just changes a lot throughout the day. Dude, that's our spring and fall. Like in the evenings, it kind of cools down. In the afternoons, it warms back up. And um, kind of fucks with your allergies too, if you have any allergies. Oh. Um, like I've, no, I've, I've, I've noticed when it Hold gets... Up. Uh, Hold that thought because I need to take my headphones off. And I hate to interrupt you, but you said allergies, and I just have to show this off. Uh-oh. <laughs> what is that? Claritin. <laughs> it's Claritin clear. So, so, bro, okay. So, I'll have nosebleeds every random spring or fall. But Claritin, now that you brought that up, Claritin, for some reason... Even though it's non-drowsy, that shit puts me to sleep. It, it's can you believe that non-drowsy is still drowsy, dude? Come on. Not, I mean non-drowsy. Like, okay, I'm good. Like, I only take Claritin when it's like really bad. My allergies are burning my eyes, and I'm running nose and all this crap. Twenty-four hours later, I'm out. Like, I'm just falling asleep, falling on the floor. I cannot stay awake. I don't know what it is about Claritin, but that's the only allergy medicine that does that to me. Zyrtec, you got yourself a new customer. Oh, Zyrtec. I use Zyrtec all the time, but Claritin puts me to sleep. Wait, 
Is it supposed to be a cigar? It's podcast supposed to be. It, it's it's literally <laughs> cigar. Like you you might as well change it to bros talking while cigaring. You're the first ever guest of the My Cigar Pack podcast. Yeah. What? We're only 14 episodes deep, bro. How does uh, that happen, though? I mean, good what do you, timing. What do you well, guys talk about? so I can go one by one. Episode one was like talking about was actually my my first day on the job. So uh, it's basically talking about the joining MCP and uh, where I came from. I used to work at La Aurora. Told that story. Blah blah. And then episode two was we went to Ostos' factory and it was hot or or that was three and something like that. And then just something comes up every once in a while and we've released a weekly episode ever since. Uh, or at least as close as we have to releasing an, a weekly episode ever since. Because this isn't an exact science in the sense that um, we can't really schedule shooting a podcast the exact same day, the exact same time, all the time. Because... It, it unfortunately isn't our top priority. We'd love to sit back and talk about cigars all day, but that's just not how uh, it's not. That's just not how it works. But yeah, so it's just talk talk about whatever you want. All right. I have another question for you, and it's not really a sure. cigar-related question, if you might have assumed. If you could know. The absolute truth and total truth to one question. What would that question be? Oh, man, you're killing it with these questions. <laughs> okay, okay, I'll start with um, if George Washington could ever actually lie. Okay. Has he ever really told a lie? Or has he... Uh, told a lie and someone else covered for him. That's that's a good one. Mm. Uh, you know, I don't. It, it, is it said that George Washington never lied? He never told a lie. His thing was, uh, he said that I can never tell a lie. So uh. that was his thing, and I halfway believe it, but then. Okay, it's so really I think I lie. know <laughs> what he meant by that. He might not have meant it too literally. It's more like he meant it in the way that I have to be honest because if I tell a lie, history will punish me for it. Maybe that's what he meant. And he and it was his way of staying as honest as he humanly could for as long as possible. That does make sense to me. Getting deep on this yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's how it should be. <laughs> like one of our episodes was called "Balls." That's deep how we do or it. Something like that. The- no, it's balls hot. Balls hot. Never mind. Wow. Okay. Maybe this was Forrest yeah. Gump. I've got a good one. What ridiculous thing has someone tricked you into doing or believing? I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty gullible, so All right. but I can't really think of one thing at the moment. Joining this podcast isn't that thing? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> there you go. You oh, me. man. I'm on fire. Now, um, now I see All right. 
I'll ask you a couple more, then we'll just have a more relaxed conversation. What's the funniest joke you know by heart? Um, God, man, I'm not much of a joker. Um, okay, I, um, there was one story that, um, kind of, has always like it's always been in my head all growing up because of the way that someone told it. So um, there's a it's a it's a bit of a scary story, but it's a little little bit of a joke at the same time. So there's a there's a haunted house and there's or a haunted hotel, and uh, this hotel room could never be um, rented out because the uh, the the people who came to the room said that it was haunted, and no one ever believed them. But you had three people who would. Uh, three different people who would go into the room and you would hear from coming from the closet or somewhere around the house. I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. No one could figure out what that, what was, what was going on until, um, this brave man had gone into the, uh, into the room. And, um, he says, nothing can scare me. I'm going to go in this room. I'm going to figure out what that noise. So he's walking around this, uh, hotel room. And um, you hear the you hear the you hear that the the, the voice saying, "I'm gonna get you! I'm gonna get you!" So he gets closer and closer to the voice. Finally, opens up a closet, and there's a little monkey in there saying, "I'm gonna get you! I'm gonna get you! Gotcha!" Uh. <laughs> Like what? <laughs> that whoever told that was genius because they definitely got they got everyone. Everyone was exper- <laughs> expecting. Uh, yeah. Well, they like, come out at him. The punchline. Actually, I've got a good one. I've got a good one. Right. Uh, there's this uh, high school. There's prom, and all the kids are getting ready to go to prom, and. Uh, and, you know, there's this kid called Dave, and he's out with his date, Sally. And uh, they're dancing and dancing and dancing. And at one point, Sally's like, you know what? I really want to go for a drink. And Dave's like, you know what? I got you. And uh, he goes over and wants to get some punch. And then he gets there and realizes there's no punchline. And gets back to dancing. You didn't even get my joke. I'll tell you what. You want to hear a dirty joke? <laughs> oh, it's genius. Yeah, I did. There is no punchline. <laughs> sure. But hey, do you want to hear a dirty joke? A white horse fell in the mud. <laughs> Who would win in a fight? And you're going to love this. A dozen chicken-sized elephants versus an elephant-sized chicken. Or vice versa. A dozen elephant-sized... Wait, I don't know where I was going with this. (laughs) 
elephants, elephants, or an elephant size. Chicken. I wouldn't try it. I wouldn't try. Yeah. Probably the chicken. <laughs> Probably the chicken. Is it, a, is it a chicken, like a chicken hand? Don't or is tell it a cock? me you want to see 12, a dozen <laughs> elephant sized cocks. <laughs> gotcha there. Uh, how do you feel about pineapple on pizza? Really? Oh, hell no. I love it. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. I can't do pineapple on pizza. But I'll eat anything with jalapenos. So if you had jalapenos to uh, pineapple pizza, I don't care. I'll still eat that shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. I'll, I'll give it to you. And, oh, this is a good one. Yeah. Because that one does have an answer in the Dominican Republic. If you, let's say, if peanut butter can't be called peanut butter anymore, and you are tasked with renaming it, what would you call it? Uh, I don't know. So peanut butter cannot be called peanut butter. I mean, it's made out of peanuts, crushed nuts, crushed nut butter. <laughs> okay. You want to know what it's called in the DR? Mamba. What's that? Yeah. Mamba. Oh, you wouldn't. It's, it's, uh. Never heard that. Yeah. It's Mamba. <laughs> All right. Last question. Oh, but I, I don't know which one to ask you because these are so good. Uh-oh. Actually, two more. Two more. How's that? Okay. We'll do that. Okay, now we've got a good one. If you could write one law that everyone had to obey, what law would you create? Free cigars for everyone. <laughs> I think that's law in Cuba. So why don't you just head yeah, over to Cuba? You want to be right. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not into it. So, uh... Care to change your answer? Or are you still sticking to it? Mm. Oh, I don't know. One law. Mm. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm not really big into Cubans either, so. <laughs> uh, <they're... laughs> I mean, they do use you know, they do they, use well, they may, they maybe do, maybe. Think about it. Is there really that much tobacco in Cuba that they make a Cuban Puro all the time? Yes. Here's, here, well, yes and no. Yes, but it's not necessarily good. So, you know that there are okay. numerous uh, growths of the leaf. So you plant a tobacco seed, it grows into an adult plant, you harvest, 
but more more leaves will come out. There's a good chance they're using some of those second and third growths into your premium cigars for Cubans. Okay, because a little birdie told me it's a very popular, famous factory in Nicaragua that sells to Cuba. Well, why can Nicaragua produce enough for them and the rest of the world, but Cuba can't? I don't know. I don't know. But think about it. I mean, it's a possibility. Well, I know that uh, Dominican factories buy Cuban tobacco. So they've got enough to sell, yeah. They don't use it for products because it's not enough really? to make products with, but it's certainly enough to experiment with and also uh, to base new seeds off of. Every, pretty much every, every filler seed we use, most of them at least, yeah, most of them, are, there, there's some uh, derivative of Cuban seeds. Let's not kid ourselves. Cuban tobacco sucks in general. Uh, okay, let me go back. I didn't say that. Cuban tobacco. <laughs> Cuban tobacco uh, has needed to evolve a lot because it, it, it's really struggled. It sucks at surviving. Let's just leave it at that. That's why there's so many variations coming from, from tobacco. And, and I heard that from someone in the industry who kindly asked me to keep his name uh, far away from this conversation. But the, the truth is that one of the reasons Cuba has so many seed varieties is because they struggle a lot dealing with plagues and with seasonal destruction and all that. So uh, I don't know have the full story, so I, shouldn't, I probably shouldn't be talking out of my ass because I don't know the full picture. But ultimately, it's one of the reasons that we have so many Cuban varieties is that they've struggled to keep one consistently because they just hardly managed to survive. That's more or less where it goes. Uh, just leave it at that. Nah, nah, yeah. Quick question. Last one. Last question from the interview, because we've still got some stuff to talk about. I need you to tell me about what it's like to be a YouTube bro. If you could ask any advice, any piece of advice from any historical figure, who would it be? What would you ask them? And if you're indulged, why? No. Oh, man, you should have prepped me for these. <laughs> yeah, you should have prepped me for all these. Oh, man. I don't know. That's a tough one. I think you stumped me. Come on, any historical figure. Hmm. Okay, so any historical figure, ask him any question, and then what? Any advice, any piece of advice. Okay. Um, so there was a gentleman 
by the name of Oh, I can't remember his name now. Okay, so there's a gentleman who was um, a veteran, um, and it's going to come to me because I can already feel it coming. Uh, there's a gentleman who was in the military, uh, a retired veteran, who had lived to be uh, 113 years old. He was a native to Texas. He was uh, lived in Austin, Texas. Um my question to him would be, what was his secret to life? Like, what was the, what kept him happy throughout life? And what was so his secret So, was to that life? Richard Overton? He said I was smoking cigars. It cigar. was, Mr. Richard Overton. Oh, man. I wanted to, I wanted to meet him because he's, he was so clean. He was about three hours away from me, and uh, he would just always sit down and enjoy cigars, like on his patio. But I know that he just he just lived his life very calm by himself, and just that was it. Like it just seems like a very calm life. I, I heard you drank a lot of whiskey. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so I, cigars I think, and whiskey? I think that he, he, I'm not sure who interviewed him, but he says, like, he didn't, he never, he never bothered with, with keeping up with the times in the sense that he wasn't after replacing his truck. He was driving an old truck. He wasn't after replacing his radio. His radio was fine. He would just use things until they stopped working and he wouldn't worry about this stuff. So I think his trick was simply that he hardly ever worried about anything. Worrying. Okay. Yeah, so Rich, just not worrying about Richard Overton control, didn't give a That'd fuck. Kind of nice. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> not giving a fuck. <laughs> that's gonna be my. Uh, that's gonna be my catchphrase when uh, people ask me. Oh, what's the what's the secret to life? Not giving a fuck. You know something that's <laughs> almost across the board for veterans in general. I've met uh, when I was working at La Aurora, we had a lot of tours, and a lot of veterans went down because veterans seem to be into cigars very frequently, and that's something I learned a lot from right. from veterans, uh, American veterans, Danish guys from the French Foreign Legion, which was crazy. They just don't give off, especially those that have deployed to combat zones they just don't give a fuck about these petty first world problems that we amplify you know they've been through worse right. they know it and they just don't care about any of this shit they're just they just focus about they, their focus is where it needs to be that's it and you can't help but want to to emulate that it's, it's obviously there there is this, this thing about uh veterans which is uh that 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 mentality that focus on what matters mentality isn't popular among the civilian population in large and y you see it in the news a lot of veterans commit suicide because right. 
Ultimately, the environment they return to sucks. It's full of people bitching and complaining all the time about stuff that doesn't matter. And ultimately, I think loneliness catches up to them. And they succumb to that. And it's, and it's, kinda, it's really sad because a lot yeah. of these veterans are better men than, than many of us could ever dream of being just because their metal has been testing, tested in a way that ours never will be. And that's something I think about a lot. Right. And that went deep very fast. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I do, I wouldn't say I'm an overthinker, like but I do a lot of <laughs> deep thinking. Uh, I, I've read a lot of books on stoicism that, that uh, I've tried to model into my life. And, uh, and that stoic composure, I see a lot in veterans in general. And that's, that's sort of why it stands out to me. Uh, not, not much else to it than that. It's not, it's okay. just that. It's quite simple. Uh, oh, I mentioned I didn't mention the Dutch commandos. There was a couple of Dutch commandos that I gave a factory uh, factory tour to, and those guys were pretty badass. <laughs> but yeah, uh, man, that, that that that's that's a bit of a of a heavy note to end the podcast on, but. I mean, uh, the, the, the interview on, because now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the floor and I'm going to okay. let you go on a self-indulgent, rambling monologue about what it's like to be a Cigar Bro YouTuber. Like, tell us everything about it, what people think it's all about, what it really is like. Uh, is it? all fun and stuff or is there more than meets the eye of course there is but i want to hear it from the horse's mouth nay for me bae calling me a horse <laughs> maybe <laughs> oh god oh okay so where do i start so i started this youtube thing as a way to I guess keep myself occupied. Um, I felt like home life and work life was missing something. So I wanted to do something. I wanted to be able to start a YouTube channel and make it somewhat of like a, not, not necessarily a popularity contest, but I wanted to get my name out there and kind of help people in the same way. Uh, I didn't know what I wanted my YouTube channel to be. Uh, I just kind of just did it. And a lot of my videos, I just kind of wing it. And people know me like that because that's just what I do. Um, I love making videos. I love smoking cigars. And why not just mix them both together, right? So um, I'm, not, uh, I'm not narcissistic to where I like talking to myself. Uh, because outside of the YouTube screen, um, I kind of keep to myself, which is kind of weird because I am a, I'm very much an introvert. Um, but being in the people's eye on YouTube has kind of, it's kind of helped me be a little bit more extrovert. Like I was always like right there, kind of sort of extrovert, introvert, more introvert. It's kind of like helped me get out and be able to meet new people, talk to new people. Um, but, um, 
going back to the whole YouTube thing, I mean, it is a lot of work. Um, I pump out three videos a week. Um, and my videos are about 15 to 25 minutes long, depending on the video. That, what people don't see is the hour to hour and a half that I spend smoking the cigar. The time it takes to edit the video, which is about another um, hour to hour and a half. Um, uploading it to YouTube. Uh, once it's uploaded, um, I will have to go through the YouTube back office and do update all the um, description, the card links, um, the end screen, the, uh, the pop-up cards that come in. It's a lot of work. So from start to finish, probably takes me about a good four to six hours, depending on the video. Each video, it's a part-time job. Um, so just knowing that, I mean, yes, I break it up between the editing, the recording, the YouTube back office. I spread it out during my free time, but it ultimately takes about a good six hours, four to six hours to complete one video three times a week. So, um, people don't realize that when they say, Hey, I want to start a YouTube channel. Uh, looks like you're, you're having a lot of fun and getting a lot of cool stuff. And yeah, I get cool stuff, but that's just, that's not why I do it. I do it because I enjoy doing it. Like the grind. Like, I feel like my mind is so busy all the time that I have to be doing something all the time. So just kind of doing that, it just, I go from my work life to my home life and there was like something missing. So I felt like during my free time, I can kind of fill that space in to where I feel like I'm being productive throughout all of my day. Um, and I like that. I like being busy. Um, I don't, I feel like my mind is just running all the time. So I have to have that filler to be able to do something different. Um, cigars though, that has kind of helped me slow down a little bit. Um, so, um, I am very ADD, so when I hyper-focus on something, it's like, got to get this done. Um, and then my off time, I'm kind of left wondering or feeling like I need to be doing something. I can't just sit here. Like, it's hard for me to just sit and watch a movie Didn't because mean. I feel like my mind's not stimulated enough. Like, I need to be moving around or doing something while I'm watching a movie. It's like... I can't just sit there. I feel unproductive from just sitting there watching TV or watching a movie. So, no. What else about YouTube? You want to know? Well, I get a li <laughs> I get I get some of it because I do make the the I get the, the making videos part is a lot more than just having fun in front of a camera. Uh, I get that part because I make the videos for my cigar pack, or at least a good number of them. Um, at the same time, I was also. I was also uh, a bit curious about your ADD. Is it actual ADD, or is it that just mo most stuff is plain up boring? No, so I do have ADD. I've never been diagnosed with it, but um, if I'm bored, okay, um, I tried to explain this to my wife, and she didn't understand it because she doesn't get ADD. I can be, 
okay, if, if you can imagine a conversation going like a flat line, <clears throat> if I get bored doing it during a conversation, I will be listening and then I'll catch on to something that they're saying and I'll veer off and I'll just be focusing on that while they're still talking so that conversation is still going and then I'll tune back in and then I'm lost and I'm trying to figure out what's going on again. It's like if my mind's not stimulated in the conversation itself, I'll veer off and do something else in my mind and then tune back in to where I find something interesting to say and then I'll start doing that. So it's like a lot of up and down in conversations. I can't literally have a full conversation with someone if my, I don't know, like my, 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 my mind just kind of goes everywhere. Okay. That's, I think I'm, I'm picturing it. So correct me if I, if I uh, didn't get you, it's basically like if you're not fully engaged, it, it, it basically means that it's hard for you to stay engaged because it's not that the other person's boring, but just the fact that your attention span doesn't allow you to. And you can't do much about it. Right. Exactly. Right. I can't do anything about it. And I find myself doing that sometimes when I'm watching, when I'm editing a video. I'll, I'll be editing a video, and then 10 minutes in, my mind will just go to something else and I'll just start scrolling through Instagram, Facebook, whatever. And then I'll be like, oh, wait, I got to go back and edit the video. So sometimes the video actually take me a lot longer than it's supposed to because I can't just sit there and hyper-focus on the video, editing, cutting, chopping stuff up. And then it just gets boring sometimes. So I just go off and do something else. Or I'll text message somebody or watch a YouTube video. Or... This happens sometimes when I'll be saying something and I don't know um, the information fully. So that will be like, let's say I'm talking about a cigar in a video and I say it incorrectly or something. I'll go over to Google, research something, and then I'll be like, oh, okay. So I'll go back to the video and then I'll put it like a little pop up. That kind of helps pull together what I was actually saying. So it's like, I'm always constantly like veering off, but I'm veering back in. So it's like very, okay. my mind's very distracted easily. <laughs> Would you change that about you or do you embrace it? If there was a way to manage it, I mean, I know there's a way to manage it through medication, but I don't feel it's that bad to where I need to be on medication. Like, I know it's going to slow me down, but I feel yeah. like my cigars are a way to slow me down. Does that make sense? Alright. Gotta give me a minute to figure out what to ask you next, because this, this got this got personal and, and in a good way, and I like it. <laughs> I've heard a saying that says, you're either creating content or you're consuming it. Do you consume other cigar bros' content? <laughs> I'm oh not asking who, God. just a yes Don't or no question. But okay. 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 Yes and no. Yes, because for a long time, I used to follow as mid. Oh, I used to follow 
religiously, five cigar review channels. There could have been four, there could have been six, I don't know. Just saying five. <clears throat> I noticed when I consume less, I can focus more on my own channel to make that better as opposed to focusing on someone else's channel that's not really going to do much for my channel. Does that make sense? So there are some times where I'll go back and I'll watch another YouTube channel, cigar review channel, um, but it's not as much as I used to consume, uh, I'd say about a year ago. And um, I stopped watching a lot of cigar review channels because you can kind of tell when people are faking it. And I don't like that sometimes. And um, there was one channel that I'd been watching for a long, long time before I even started reviewing cigars. And I kind of, over time, I kind of you narrowed it down. It's a dude. Like the dude. You narrowed it down. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I mean, what cigar review channels? Well, other than cigar I've seen some other, ladies I mean, they're pop all male, up and just daily. disappear shortly after. pop up those spear but for the dudes they can get kind of fake very quickly and you can kind of tell when they're just putting an act uh so yeah i stopped watching a lot of those channels first and then there was like controversy between channels i was like yeah, i'm not watching this dude he's just trying to pick fights and trying to pull people from other people's channels and talking crap about about them so i was like I don't like that. So if you're going to talk bad about somebody behind their back or on their YouTube channel, sub, sublim, subliminally, however the fuck you say that, then I'm just not going to watch you. So yes, I do consume some, but not as much as I used to. So there's probably about maybe one channel I still watch. Um, and um, I do uh, I do a live, uh, live chat on um, Wednesdays and Thursdays, uh, Wednesdays and Saturdays too. So that's one that I'm uh, very involved with. Uh, another cigar group uh, on Facebook and Discord. But other than that, there's not much else going on that I really Is watch. Is the Discord your own? You want to plug it here? You're certainly allowed to. You can plug anything. <coughs> no. Actually, it's not. Um <clears throat> So uh, the Discord is uh, uh, part of a cigar group that I'm a part of, and um, I just, I feel like the people in that group are, are like family, so that's the one I mainly focus on. Um, we've done meetups together, we've done, actually we're having a meetup tomorrow um, here in Texas. We've got a lot of people flying in from uh, throughout the world, um, guys from Germany. Uh, guys from uh, the U.S. got about, with the weather, I don't know if we're all going to meet up, but at one point in time, we're going to have about 20 people here in, here in Texas. And we're all going to be going to this one cigar lounge and just kind of meeting up and hanging out. That sounds like it's going to be, hopefully, the, I, know, I know it's bad with the s snowstorms in the East Coast right now, but hopefully they can all make it because that, that sounds like a committed group. It is. It is a very committed group. And we've been, okay, the majority of the people who have been in that Facebook group slash Discord group have been there for 
the length of my YouTube channel. So about three years, if not more. Because, um, yeah, I mean, I feel like once COVID hit, it just kind of brought everybody together, which is kind of cool because we did live videos and stuff like this. And um, it's just kind of helped build that bond with people that you talk to on the Internet. Kind of like when people do gaming, you wouldn't think that people who are gaming are friends, like, are friends with each other. But I've heard people who actually game and they have like these meetups, which is kind of cool. It's kind of like that with cigars. So it's like you meet these people online who enjoy the same thing that you like doing. You all meet up and you have Do a you game? Time. I don't. I, I can't ask you the next question because it's going to be a gaming question. I, I, uh, I used to game often, so... Uh, <laughs> I got sort of back into it through VR, uh, which v VR is freaking nuts. The, forget the metaverse, right? I'm talking about VR, right? Not the, not this meta corporate mumbo jumbo. No, no, no. I'm talking about like VR. Uh, that is so much fun. It is. It's weird because it can change mediocre experiences into good ones just because you are there if that makes sense so how do i explain okay. this a lot of the games in vr if you were to make them like controller based they would suck but they don't but they don't explain that so, I don't know, but that's neither here nor there for, for this podcast episode. I think we're creeping up on an hour. So, uh, final section, home stretch of this episode. Thank you so much for, uh, for joining us. It's, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, I, I, I'm not sure if you've noticed, but I've been like smiling the yeah. whole time because you've got a lot of cool things to tell, especially ever since I, the floodgates opened for your creator monologue uh which i always love to hear when, when when creators sort of off the cuff talk about what it's like to what their channel means to them that that's that's a lot of uh uh that's certainly inspiring for someone who's creating content too i guess um so i want you to close by giving a message to all other cigar youtube bros those who have grown more those who are still to grow those who are at the top, those who are haven't really engaged with an audience yet, what is something you, not even advice, just something you want to say to them? Okay. Um, smoke what you like. I mean, that's just plain and simple. It doesn't work. It doesn't matter what other people are into. <clears throat> if you like a two dollar bundle stick and that is like the best cigar to you fucking smoke it bro you don't have to go out and spend fucking 20 30 dollars on a single cigar um hoping that it's good because you can find a lot of cigars that are about five bucks that are really really good um it's just the it, it's it's all about experiencing a cigar for what it is regardless of the price um don't think that because you're spending money on a premium aged for 10 plus years cigar, that you're going to get a fucking good cigar. 
because a lot of times that might not be the case. It might not be for your palate. So find something within a price range that you enjoy, five to eight bucks, uh, five to ten bucks. If you like that, explore those options. Find something that you like, and who gives a fuck what everybody else thinks. I like it. Thank you so much, Martin Amaya, Cigar Reviews, for joining us for episode 14 of the My Cigar Pack podcast. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. This one is definitely, dude, awesome to have you as our first guest. Loved every minute of it. Uh, I don't know how long this has gone. It's probably overstayed our targeted time, and I don't give a flying finger about it because it's been however many minutes of fun. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I'll leave. I'll leave you with the closing words. How's that? Um, yeah. Um, I mean, I know this is your channel, but I just want to thank you guys for uh, having me promote your stuff and including me in your videos. And um, I just feel like my cigar pack and cigar yard are the best cigars like they have the best cigars every month i look forward to the my cigar pack um, boxes because i know that there's going to be some good shit in there and i really really look forward to these hidden gems that you find in here and uh, not to mention these hidden gems where we're getting um freaking 25 dollars uh per cigar <laughs> 25 dollars per cigar um, you're getting four of these cigars for thirty nine ninety nine. So I think we kind of robbed you guys, but I think that was, uh, I, I just enjoy my cigar pack, man. You guys are rocking it over there. Thank you, Martin. It's been awesome. Cheers, everyone. Have a great, whatever time of day it is for you. And, uh, well, we'll catch you in the next episode and be sure to go visit Martin's channel. There's probably something you're going to enjoy there. Man posts three videos a week. If you enjoyed this long conversation, you're probably going to enjoy at least one of those. Uh, hopefully all three. Cheers, guys. Catch you in the next one.